Listening to Blake's Takes for God's Sakes, mm, a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. Whether or not 2023 is bearing down on you, like the Bering Strait bears down on homosexuality. What is um, where where is the Bering Strait? Huh? Is that in Eastern Europe, or is it in? Oh, it's. It's in between. I knew Russia had something to do with it. I would argue to say, I would argue to say, and then I would also say that um, the Bering Strait is probably the easternmost point of Europe. And people often challenge me on that. But I I very, 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 very much beg to differ. Right in between the Bering Strait, if you don't know, is the body of water in between Russia and Alaska. Now, I'm looking at Alaska right now at a map of it, and I do want to say this. There is a place in Alaska called Mary's Igloo, (laughs) where if you think you live in a small town, imagine a town so small it's just named after a woman's ice house. And it is negative 12 degrees Fahrenheit right now in Mary's Igloo. I don't know if this is a sign of my age or um, of how uninteresting my thoughts have become. But I have just been on a tear lately of looking up what the temperature is in, like, everywhere and across the country. Uh, in places that sometimes I've been there, you know, where even though I haven't been in Burlington, Vermont for a couple weeks, sometimes I'll just log into their weather and look up Burlington, Vermont's weather just to see how they're doing up there, even though I was up there for not even 24 hours. And then sometimes I'll just look up the weather in Michigan, which I have actually, I might be heading to Detroit, Michigan at the end of April for a weekend of stand-up at the Independent Comedy Club, but I will send you those dates when they become official. That's right. That's how uh, unloaded my schedule is, is that I can I can theorize about hypotheticals. They're canceled. I kind of don't even really need to backpedal that much. It's just like, whoop, sorry, I miscalculated. Now, what what are we going to be? By the way, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope you had a happy, happy Kwanzaa. I hope you had a happy, happy Hanukkah. I hope you had all those things. Whatever else you celebrate, huh? What are the what do the Peruvians celebrate? Hmm? What are they sacrificing down there? Just like the most ignorant podcast. But I do hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. Scoop de doop de doo, beep, a bop bop bop. Have you seen my pop? Because I'm going to find my gun. And I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. And it's still going. I uh, I played Christmas music yesterday. Can you believe they're already playing Christmas music 
It's December 27th. Is it December 27th? It is December 27th. It is 1020 in the morning. Year of our Lord. Time of our Lord. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm sitting in a bed in my parents' guest room. And I, I'll go so far to say this, that the guest room is the best room. And that's because I'm living my best life, shake, shaking my damn head, in my opinion. So I'm going to be honest. These, these flights are being canceled left and right. Men, women, strangers, daughters, chickens, dogs, and luggage is in that order, is being stranded at airports around the United States. Southwest Airlines has canceled 70% of their flights yesterday. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? Does anybody, do you fly Southwest anymore? Because here's the thing. I used to be, and this is not a bit, an avid Southwest Airlines customer. I would even go so far to say I was loyal, so loyal to the point where I had a rewards card, rewards credit card with Southwest Airlines. And it made sense at the time because I lived in the Southwest of the, of the contiguous United States of America. And a lot of flights, uh, you, you get a decent amount of flights out of, out of what's it called? What is that? What is that? LAX. Um, you could also get some good ones out of Burbank. Burbank Airport, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. One of my favorite places in the world, not even airports or transportation hubs. As a, I would, I would go to Burbank Airport and like get lunch and then go home. I would pay for a, ch- I didn't actually do this, but I would do it. I would consider doing this. Get like a ticket a cheap ticket just just to have as like a cover charge to get into the airport because that's really what it is getting an airline ticket in Burbank airport is like getting is like just paying a, a cover charge to be able to be in Burbank airport it is truly one of my favorite places in the entire world and I've talked about it a million times it's it's never crowded you can easily get through security it's just this tiny it's one terminal and the flights, oh, it's just so easy to get there. Oh, it's a great place. It is a great Bob Hope airport. So <clears throat> I, I don't know how I got on that topic. Oh, but I used to get a lot of Southwest flights. And I'm bringing this up because I was saying it in a silly voice, but it is true, is that Southwest either had system problems or poor staffing issues or some shit went down where they had to cancel 70% of their flights on December 26th. And the previous two days, combined with uh, system issues and the storm, they had to cancel like f- half their flights um, the days previous. So I am going to give you a little bit, we're going to call this podcast Travel Psycho. Or maybe we'll call it Toothbrush Psycho. I'm going to get to travel because I have some takes on travel that for once, for once, in the history of this podcast, you might find to be actually helpful. Like these are tips that could actually make your improve your life in some way, rather than this po- what this podcast traditionally is, which um, I would say it's a drag on whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. It's it's tough. It's a tough podcast, but but now I'm going to take that anchor from around your neck and I'm going to let you take flight, just like a Delta flight or an American Airlines flight or a United flight, not a Southwest flight because those didn't take off. But first I want to talk about 
I want to give you another take. This is going to be a take-filled podcast. I don't know if that's if that's because we're heading into the new year or what, but we're going to be getting you're going to be getting a lot of takes today. So you're going to get take. What are you going to get takes on? By the way, what are you going to get Blake's takes on? For God's sakes. Well, first I want to talk about my toothbrush. And then that's right. And don't you click away. Don't you click away from this podcast because you are going to get you're going to get some advice. You are going to get some damn good advice. Giving advice, checking it twice. I don't care if your kid has lice. That kid stole my hat and they can keep it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to talk about my new toothbrush, which I can I highly recommend. Then. In light of all these flight cancellations, I'm going to give you some Blake's takes, uh, some travel tips. I'm someone who travels quite frequently, and I wish somebody had given me the, me these tips when I was not a frequent traveler. And I've looked into the numbers. I, I, I know that my, my listeners, they're homebodies, okay? They're home buddies also. Home, hey, home buddy. Is, is, that is, I don't, even, I don't know what it is. Next. <clears throat> I'm going to give you my takes on New Year's Eve. And again, it is New Year's Eve, not New Year's in Steve. I think we can take that to the bank. But first, some stand updates, okay? Coming up, January 5th, if you've not gotten tickets yet, what are you doing? If you're in the Philadelphia area, January 5th, I'm running my new hour um, at Helium Comedy Club, 8 p.m. show. So come to that next Another situation that we have on our hands here, okay? January, oh, fuck, where's my phone? My God, my God, the liberals took my phone. These weird, these weird liberals. Okay, January 13th and 14th, I'm going to be at the hideout in Boston. And then um, I have some, uh, oh, and then February 22nd, nope, February 23rd to the 26th, I am filming my first ever stand-up comedy special at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you might say, like, hey, Blake, that is a that is quite the silly name for a comedy club. Well, many comedy clubs, and this is an issue that I have with comedy clubs, is that they have silly names. But don't let the name fool you. Go Bananas Comedy Club is one of the top comedy clubs in the country. It's fucking awesome. It's a perfect room. Low ceilings, creatively designed. It's really, really cool. So I'm honored to be filming. I wouldn't be filming an hour there if it wasn't good. You know what I mean? Now, let's get back to this podcast. What was I going to give you? Oh, yeah. So those are my dates coming up. Now, it was brought to my attention by my dentist that... Now, let me tell you this, okay? Knock on wood, I have never had a cavity, all right, and I don't say that McCavity, McCavity. I've never had a cavity. Is I've never had a cavity, and that doesn't make me better than you. That doesn't mean that I live a better life. It doesn't mean that there's reason for envy or that we 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 relate to one another less. Okay, but it is just a matter of fact. I've never had a cavity. Knocking on wood. 
It's and that's because I have wood teeth. I'm sorry. That's um I made a decision because it was very very important to me to be able to brag for my entire life that I've never had a cavity. So what I did to ensure that is before I could get a cavity, I had all my teeth removed and put into an airtight case. A it's kind of the thing where if you went to like the baseball hall of fame inside you know inside glass you know there was an autograph ball or something that is what i've done with my teeth and they're quite small so it's it's one of those things where when you go see the mona lisa a lot of people's first comment is that it's smaller than you would expect a lot of people say that same thing about the teeth that i've had uh, put on display so i just when you see it, when you see my teeth, I don't want you to, uh, I don't know what, the, like freak out. Does that make sense? When you see them in their carrying case. So anyway, I, my, my teeth are made of wood and they are, they are filled with rot. <laughs> Ew, I hate that. Ugh. So I have excellent teeth and the dentists are always very, uh, by the way, it sounds like I'm doing a bit here. I'm not. Dentists are incredibly complimentary of my mouth. And I did get a note recently that I have a slight gum recession, which, by the way, I am sick and tired of hearing about recessions, all right? I hear enough about it with finance, but now I have to hear about it with my gums. And it is a slight one, okay? No, like, it's undistinguishable to the human eye. So my dentist was like, you should not brush your teeth so hard, which if there is a, a barometer for like, if there's a way to tell you or find out if there's a way, if, if you can, if you can, if you want to, if you want to, if you see it, if you see it, do you believe it? Do you believe it? If there is a barometer for being a psycho or a creative way for someone to tell you that you're a psycho, it'd probably be them saying, Hey, you brush your teeth too hard. You know what I mean? Like someone who is mentally balanced and not freaking out about like various things, small things in life is not someone who brushes their teeth too hard. I just take a freaking tomahawk to my mouth. So I, what was I saying? My wife just came in and took a picture of me podcasting from bed and I'm going to, I'm going to guess it's not the most flattering look of me right now podcasting into bed i'm gonna say i also probably look like i'm in an insane asylum now they said you brush your teeth too hard and i said i'm gonna arm wrestle you right now and they suggested i get this so i've never been and by the way this is why i prefaced it by saying how nice my mouth is i've never been a big electric toothbrush user and I've always enjoyed having the control of <laughs> of a handheld, a manual, an analog toothbrush. And the dentist said, hey, you should get an electric brush that has a sensor where if you brush your teeth too hard, a red light goes off on the toothbrush. So I'm going to just repeat that because I believe it bears repeating because... It's an important indicator of where I'm at and also where technology is at. So I listened to my dentist and purchased a toothbrush where when you brush your teeth too hard, 
the a red light goes off on the toothbrush and telling you that, hey, buddy, maybe ease up on the teeth a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, it is an Oral-B something or other, okay? And I got it on Amazon, normally $120 for this toothbrush, which is a lot of money for a 80, which is a lot of money for a toothbrush. And best purchases I have ever made. I Because now I can kind of challenge myself. And whenever the red light goes off, I'm like, whoop, back off, buddy. And I do wonder if that'll eventually train me to maybe not need the red light toothbrush. But honestly, I am addicted to this thing because it is a sort of, you know, when like they do tests on animals <laughs> where uh, if I like if they put me in a cage like I was a rat and they measure the what is it serotonin levels in your head whatever the stuff is that molly makes you feel good about and they it's like rewarding the rat where that's basically what i am is i'm a rat who uses his a rat with shiny gnawing teeth and with my new toothbrush my rat teeth are so white and whenever the red light doesn't go off i feel really 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 fucking good about myself so that's a high that's a recommendation it's an oral b pressure sensitive toothbrush all right highly recommend it if you have 80 dollars to burn on a toothbrush i would imagine i was about to say like well if you think about it i'm gonna have that toothbrush for forever how much does a toothbrush cost 20 dollars? so essentially or 15 or whatever so essentially i am going to be saving on is that how much does a toothbrush cost 20 dollars? am i out of touch how much does a a twofer cost Twofer. Have you met my friend Twofer Sutherland? How much does a toothbrush weigh? That's interesting. Who the fuck's looking that up? But also, who's looking up? Okay, so I guess they're... Oh, you can get six toothbrushes for $7. All right, I was a little off. So seven... Crazy. All right, so it's about a dollar a toothbrush. So I guess after... Okay, that's 80 toothbrushes that I just purchased. So, yeah, it still works. I, like, I, I quit on the math. Wow. Okay, but here's one... Hold on. I think that's the cheapest toothbrush. All right. A deep clean manual toothbrush at Target is $10. So I guess it, I guess it, oh no. Well, I guess it depends, right? Oh my God. You can buy toothbrushes on eBay. What is happening? I, I'm trying to get a secondhand toothbrush. Sorry. I went, I went to a thrift store and I bought, um, I bought three toothbrushes. So toothbrush. What is the plural of toothbrush? We'll be right back. So anyway, there's that. All right. I think I'm actually, because I want to talk about travel, which I then I believe might tie in perfectly with New Year's. So I am going to take a quick break. I guess you could even call it a Blake break. And we will be right back. You were listening to Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. It's a goddamn podcast on the podcast network for newbies. We'll be right back. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Uh, in all seriousness it is britney bitch next travel tips okay so as i mentioned southwest is uh let's just say south of the border right now because they are the border being quality air service hi welcome back to quality air service i'm blake cookie boy so 
I'm going to give you some tips on, I'll tell you how I travel. Now, my wife and I laugh because my wife travels like a baby where she has no idea what's going on. And I am such a psycho because she doesn't need to. It's not like she's shirking her responsibilities, but I know I'm obsessed with everything like in terms of my travel day. Okay. I really handle it like a maniac. So we've had times where we've gotten off an airplane and my wife would be like, oh my God, that was such a quick flight. And I would be like, oh, we, we're on a layover right now. Had no idea we had a layover. That hasn't happened in a long time, but that's not the only time that that had happened early in our relationship. So <clears throat> I know where, obviously, where all of our layovers are. And I don't really have many layovers anymore. Not to brag, but I'll tell you why in a moment. So um, here is the best way now you can do all these things and your flights can still be canceled you can still be delayed however these are best practices essentially to minimize the chances of delay or cancellation it's not foolproof but these are the best ways to do it now generally there are parts of the country that I would avoid connecting in. If you do have to connect, depending on the part of year, the Midwest, obviously during wintertime, and we've seen this now more than ever with Hurricane Elliot or whatever it's called, Winter Storm Elliot. I didn't know that they named winter storms, by the way. Ugh, what's next? What's next? So they, um, whoops, I just knocked a bunch of shit over. So... I would avoid different parts um, of the country depending on the year. There is also parts of the year where I don't remember when it is, but there is a tornado season. So I would avoid, I would say, the south, the mid-south. Is that even a part of the – has anyone ever said mid-south before? I would avoid the mid-south and – Texas in particular during tornado season also like Kansas you know areas like that I would also avoid there's certain times of the year where it's like the heat is a big issue um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of when that would be oh, hurricane season there's parts of the southeast that I would avoid during hurricane season and then the northeast the it's interesting so I would rather connect in the Midwest than the Northeast during a big snow because airports like Chicago Midway often, unless it's like a, you know, this was a generationally crazy storm, generally have the infrastructure to clear snow and ice off their runway within reason, unless there's, you know, oh, also like storm season, you know, like there's certain, st there's various storms i realize i sound crazy right now but just check out the local weather of where you might be connecting depending on the time of year all right also if you can take the earliest flight now if you don't give a shit when you get to your when you get to your destination where it's like eh, well i guess like if honestly if i get there today tomorrow the next day it kind of doesn't really matter then i wouldn't necessarily stress yourself out about this but if it's really important to get to your destination these are the steps i would take take the earliest flight possible 
okay? Now, why is that? That minimizes chance for delay because generally if you take a flight at like, you know, 5, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning, the flight has been there. The plane is already at the airport, okay? So you don't have to wait for a plane. Therefore, at your inbound flight is where delays can happen. So you don't have to worry about the previous flight having been delayed fucking up your flight because yours is the first flight on this plane of the day, okay? So it's not like you, like if, so you get it. The inbound flight won't be delayed. Here's another thing. You know how I just said be aware of all the weather patterns for your flight? Oh, it doesn't end there. You should be aware of all the weather patterns for the flight before yours from you can look up your flight your plane's history okay leading up to your flight look up the flight number and it'll tell you where the plane goes and i always look up where my plane's coming from okay because texas generally has the worst weather believe it or not like just on a day-to-day basis in the entire united states for flying which is weird because that's it's a major hub for like every single airline particularly southwest actually now that we're talking about it so i prefer for my incoming flight to be coming from like the southeast is generally a good bet or Jeez, California is not a good... Southeast generally has the best... Because you're not going to get fucked up from... No, but then storms. Storms originate there too. So yeah. Interesting. But um, I would be aware of the weather of your incoming flight. So that's why, again, take the earliest flight out because that minimizes the chances of your inbound flight being delayed. And if your inbound flight is delayed, that means your flight is going to be delayed. All right? Next piece of advice... I would also never connect because all those variables that I just said, incoming flight being delayed, all that shit, those variables quadruple. I'm not a goddamn scientist unless unless we're talking about air travel. So when you connect, then you double quadruple the variables because now all those inbound flights could be delayed your incoming flight the flight that you're on could be delayed and therefore you wouldn't be able to make your connection and then here is a huge piece of advice and this is a thing that i remember dad saying to me just hordes and hordes of dads growing up they would say hey you should never ever check a bag and it was generally because dads don't like waiting at baggage claim for your bag and also, dad's like getting in, dad's like getting out. And the reason why I don't like checking a bag, honestly, waiting for a bag at baggage claim is kind of devastating, right? You had this long travel day, you're finally at your destination, you're so close to getting to your hotel or visiting your family or your friends or going to whatever the hell you're going to a hot shower and then you have to wait another like 30 40 minutes for your bag it is devastating however the reason why i don't check a bag is because if your flight gets canceled or delayed or if you're able to get on a new flight then that can also often hinder your ability to get on a new flight because either you're bag is already loaded onto the original plane or your baggage could get lost it won't fly to the destination with you so you might have to pick up your bag later in the day at the airport it's just bad news so i don't check a bag 
Now you might be wondering, Blake, what if I'm going on for a long trip? Or what if I'm going away for a long trip? What do I do? Honestly, pack jeans, all right? Because you don't wash jeans every single time you wear them unless, I mean, I don't know what you do. Pack lots of underwear and shirts and stuff. that Like have a shirt that you sweat in, okay? And then have nice shirts that like you would, or like, you know what I mean, tops that you would wear if you were to go out to dinner that you could wear twice, right? Now your sweatshirt, you just keep reusing, like so say you're going to the gym or something, just keep reusing that. And if you're at that place long enough, generally you have laundry, right? But if you don't have laundry, if you're staying in a hotel, I have, I did this on our honeymoon where we were gone for almost two weeks and we did pay for laundry at a hotel at one point and it was so goddamn expensive. It cost like $6 per shirt, isn't that insane? And then the bigger the garment, like like for pants, it was like $12 to wash a pair of pants. Now, it was our honeymoon. We were gone for two weeks, whatever. But I started, I had these like clothes that were, you know, like more athletic fit, like athleisure clothes, which dry quickly. So I would wear them into the shower and then I would wash myself in them. And then I would take them and I would like also like pour more soap in them and wash them and like hang them up. And that served as a way to wash my clothes, right? Am I losing my mind? Am I even recording this? So that's another tip right there, okay? And, but also just know like if you're visiting your parents or something, just like use the shit out of their laundry, right? Or your friends, they don't care, all right? So do that. That's another thing. So never, just don't, bring the largest carry-on bag that you can possibly bring, okay? Finally, let's see, don't check a bag, flight delays, travel psycho, toothbrush psycho. Yeah, I believe those are my recommendations for flying. I also like to get to the airport very early. That's That's a thing that I'm a psycho about. If I'd rather just sit in front of my gate for like an hour and a half early and work or make calls or whatever instead of having the stress about getting through security. Oh, here's another one, okay? Now, I am not the biggest... So when you're going through security, okay, when I fly, if I don't have anywhere to go right after I'm flying, I prefer to wear a nice sweatpant, like tailored slim fit sweatpant and something without a belt because you got to take your belts off. All right. I also, if I'm traveling with boots, oh, boots are a pain in the ass to get on and off. I'll keep the boots in my bag and then I'll wear a sneaker that you can just slip on and off an on and off sneaker. Now you might be saying, Blake, if you're going to use a slip on and off sneaker, why wouldn't you wear a slide? or a sandal, because I don't want to, by the way, my feet never smell bad, ever, because I have a lot of sneakers, Um, none of my sneakers smell bad, isn't that interesting, I guess that's one part of being a bit of a sneakerhead, is none of your shoes smell bad, because you don't wear them enough for them to smell bad, but I wouldn't wear a slide, because I don't want people to see my socks, because socks, mentally, other travelers are going to be like, that person's feet stink. He's a pig. I can't have that. I can't have that reputation. All right. So that's another recommendation is instead of a slide or a sandal, wear a sneaker that's easy to slip on and off. All right. Because then if you wear a sneaker, you can work out in them later. It's just uh, multi-purpose clothes. All right. Boom. Now, don't check a bag. All right. I think I covered all of it. So yeah earliest flight that you can find okay try not to have layovers 
and be aware of the weather. If you do have a layover, choose a flight where if it's like, oh, do I have a layover in Nashville or do I have a layover in Austin, Texas? It's like, choose the one in Nashville. All right. That's that's what I meant when I said be aware of your layover because you can choose often which route you want to take to your destination. Folks, that part is travel psycho. Now I'm going to talk about New Year's. Should I do another break? I guess I'm going to do another break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blake's Sakes, for God's sakes, on the Live Wire Podcast Network, sponsored by Mountain Don't. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. We are back. Now, New Year's Eve, I believe, let's see, this comes out Wednesday. It is currently, hold on, um... New Year's Eve, oh, New Year's, New Year's Eve is Sunday. Wow, church in the morning, party at night. <laughs> Jesus, that's what happens when you do breath work, everybody. Now, New Year's Eve, to me, used to be a, used to be a can't miss holiday. Because I think New Year's Eve, this is my take on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is a FOMO holiday more than any other holiday that exists, right? Halloween, Halloween is close because, oh, am I going to miss? It's like a party holiday. Christmas is not a party holiday. Christmas is like family. You sit around, you exchange gifts, etc. Valentine's Day is... You just hang out with your significant other or you just get shit-faced on your couch and be sad. The <laughs> Easter, fuck Easter. Easter what, what is Easter? Come on. Fourth of July is just like a pig holiday, you know? And, and I say that as someone whose favorite holiday is the Fourth of July. Then, what do we have? Labor Day. It's, I would say Halloween and... But no, Halloween, at least there's some substance there, where at least with Halloween, it's, oh, you could just stay home and paint pumpkins or eat candy or you can celebrate Halloween without being like at a party. You know, it's trick or treating and shit. But New Year's Eve is purely a FOMO holiday in that the only reason why people celebrate New Year's Eve is because they feel like they're supposed to, right? There is no real difference or there's no reward of New Year's Eve. It just It's time-based, right? It's like, okay, now it's 2022, three, two, one, and now it's 2023. There's no gifts there's no, it's not a love holiday, right? Like, what's it called? Um, like Valentine's Day is. There's no dressing up in costumes like Halloween. There's no what, red, white, and blue food shit like there is for 4th of July. These are the only holidays I'm aware of. There's no rabbit. It's just drinking and partying is all new year's eve is and that's why i think new year's eve is the the biggest mess of a holiday because there's no substance to it it is just a drinking and a party it's pure 
celebration. And there's, again, no substance. So I think when people approach New Year's Eve, the reason, and this obviously changes as you get older, but it's all, okay, I want to wear the next, or I'm going to wear the nicest clothes. I want to kiss someone. On What if I don't kiss someone? It's the fear of missing out on kissing someone. Because creeps, you got a green light. Oh, when the clock strikes 12, all laws of sexual assault go out the window. And you can kiss whoever you want. You know, it's, it's disgusting. And I... And now that I'm older, New Year's Eve is just... It's almost a challenge of can I can I stay up? And I used to think that that was a funny thing. Old people would say like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up." And I would say to myself, "That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Why wouldn't you be able to stay up?" And now it's yeah, midnight is midnight is pretty fucking late, and you're also drinking. And now that I'm getting older, the, the the way that I drink now is drink early and then stop, you know? So start drinking at 5, stop a.m. No, stop, start drinking at 5 p.m. and then stop drinking at like 9 p.m. And then just drink water until 11, which is when I'm tired, or 10.45, which is when I'm tired and fall asleep. Obviously, it's different when I have shows. If I have shows, I'll be out until like 2 o'clock in the morning. But general, normal life that's how I want to drink, right? So that's why New Year's Eve gets so difficult when you get older because you need to keep, I guess, drinking. You're just not used to staying up that late. And the hangover the next day is not worth it. And also, you're either at a party. until It's hard to stay stimulated until 12 p.m., when you're getting older, right? I guess if you're out at a party, that may, I, I know I keep saying right on this podcast, and that's because I, I feel a need to state my political persuasion over and over and over again. Now, I, maybe I keep saying right because I am just kind of exploring my thoughts. Maybe it's because I'm cozy underneath my little blanket. Oh my God. I, I hate to be crude. I think I need to change my diaper. <laughs> okay. You do, so in order to stay up until midnight, you need to stay stimulated or else you're just kind of sitting around and once you get on that couch, God forbid a chase, I love a chase, then your body starts signaling, I think it's time to go to sleep and then it's over. Then you're F-U-C-K-E-D'd, right? Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. So if you're staying at a party, then you're going to feel, if everyone's drinking around you, you're going to feel a need to keep socially drinking. And then that's when you get in trouble. That's what I think the issue is. That's why people get so drunk on New Year's Eve is that they need a reason to stay up till midnight where there really is essentially no reason. So to keep themselves occupied, they think to themselves, well, I guess I'll keep drinking because there's nothing else to fucking do. And then and you're surrounded by people you don't necessarily want to be around or you're just 
bored out of your mind, so you just try to grasp at some sort of form of entertainment, which is drinking. And then you just get too drunk and you feel terrible the next day. It's also, and I, I've heard people use it, it's an amateur holiday where, and, and that kind of actually goes to the point that I was making, is that it's people who aren't used to staying up that late and aren't used to drinking that much, which then means that they have a lower alcohol tolerance and they're challenging that tolerance by drinking so much. So that's why you have so many people vomiting on the ground. That's why you have so many drunk drivers. It's just people who aren't used to being out that late. If you're used to being out that late, you know that, okay, an Uber on New Year's Eve is going to cost so much goddamn money. So either have a place where you can hang out until Uber surge rates go down or go to a place where it's walkable or just you know what's fun have your friends over if you have an extra room or a couch and be like yo you're gonna sleep over tonight you're gonna crash and we're not gonna stay up until 4 a.m okay we're gonna watch the ball drop or whatever the fuck we're gonna do we're gonna do a little countdown with each other and then at about one o'clock in the morning we're gonna say hey you're great we should have gone to bed three hours ago. So enjoy the goddamn couch. We made it up. It's as comfortable as possible for you. A dog's probably going to wake you up at 8 a.m. You're going to feel like shit tomorrow anyway. However, it's just safer for you to do it this way. And that's what the ideal New Year's looks like. So I guess my point is be careful of how much alcohol you drink, okay? It's okay to just hang out at home and... Do something that you would do normally. Treat it like a snow day. You play video games? Play video games all night. You like watching movies? Watch movies all night. What else do people do? Binge. Binge a Netflix series. Listen to all my goddamn stand-up albums. Start at start at 10 p.m. And then listen to all my stand-up albums for the rest of the night. Is that too much to ask? Hmm? So those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. New Year's Eve is the, those, not, not just my thoughts, it's not called Blake's Thoughts for Oshkosh Bagach. it's called Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. Those are my takes. Wake up early, take early flights, don't have connections, don't check your bags, get a toothbrush that is gentle on your gums, and for New Year's Eve, keep it local, and it's a FOMO holiday, is really what it is. You've been listening to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. It's a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. I am Blake Wexler. Come see me in Philly in early January. Come see me in Boston in mid-January. And come see me in Cincinnati, Ohio in late February. I love you all much. I love you all much. Merry Christmas. And you know what? Happy New Year as well. I'll talk to you next week. Blake, 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 Blake,